Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fin Factor. I'm Paul. I'm Aaron. This is episode number 183. Aaron, uh, it is the start of a brand new season, and you know what that means. No. We, what? High expectations. <laughs> Are they high? To be squashed and pummeled <laughs> and beaten yes. down. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man, it is what it is. We kind of already know what to expect, and we'll be talking about that a little bit later on uh, in the show here. But I uh, just want to say hello to the absolute, uh, the the rocks of the show, um, the, uh, Peter St. John, Kellen Foster. Just want to say thank you, guys. You guys are always in the chat, always uh, here to say hello. Uh, and uh, Matt Lowe is in there, too, says, welcome back, fellas. Hey, Matt, thank you. Welcome uh, welcome yourself there, buddy. Um, thanks for, for popping in. We're uh, super excited, as Kellen Foster said, for the season. Um, I, we've got you know a lot of things to talk about. Aaron, should we just jump right into it, or, or, or how are you feeling? Sure. Welcome back. It's a new season, a new start for us, and uh, we'll show you some pictures later, but we are working on a new set. I swear I'm not just saying that every time <laughs> that we have an episode. So we will be in person doing these live shows and possibly recorded shows and possibly interviews with some more people. So um Stay tuned and uh, st- uh, thanks for staying with us, especially after what this is our sixth season now. Just bananas. It's pretty You've cool. Been saying that for a long time, even I don't believe it anymore. But that's okay. <laughs> hey, Aaron, the opening night roster. Oh, Zinxy says hello. The opening night roster. I think we've got some graphics here. Um, there's a lot of turnover. Something that we expected to see. Um, but why don't we have uh, Super Producer Jason go ahead and uh, throw the graphic from the 2022 roster. Uh, up there and you can see some of the names Aaron why don't you go ahead and uh, maybe I don't know if you want to call it the names that are crossed off here uh, and those would be the names obviously that are not no longer uh, on the, the Sharks roster for this coming uh, sure I mean I, I needed to add one here because Limblom got sent down but uh, Nick Bonino Jonah Gavovich Noel Greger singles tier Steven Lorenz Timo Meyer Matt Nieto Evgeny Svechnikov Scott Harrington Eric Carlson Jacob Megna Marcus Nudivara, who actually retired, unfortunately, and uh, James Reimer, and as I said earlier, Oscar Lindblom. So, yeah, that's um, that's quite a big turnover from a team that finished, were they fourth to last, fifth to last? I can't mm-hmm. even remember. Fourth to last. Fourth to last, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, I guess not to be not to be completely surprised, but um, fully expecting Carlson to get traded, which he was. So I think a lot of people outside of Sharks fandom see that that was a really silly move by the Sharks and that they're just dooming themselves to be even worse. But I'm not so sure about that. I I actually don't think they're going to be as bad as everyone else, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, that was last year's opening roster, just going through those names quickly. But let's show what this year's opening roster is going to look like. Um, The Sharks just released this this afternoon, I believe, or... um, so the opening roster here, the forwards, we got Barabanov, Bordalo making the cut, Couture, Ooh. who's going to be injured, Anthony Duclair, uh, Willie Eklund, Michael Granlund, Tomas Hurdle, Mike Hoffman, Luke Kunin, uh, good because our, our garbage man is back, um, Kevin LeBanc, Mitchell Russell, also injured, uh, Giovanni Smith, Nico Sturm, Philip Zadina, Fabian Zetterland. Those are the forwards. Then moving on to defense, we got Matt Benning, Kyle Burrows, Ty Emerson, who was just claimed off of waivers, Mario Ferraro, Nikolai Konizhov, Jacob McDonald, Nikita Ahoychuk. Oh, I did that one not 
Jan Ruta, Radim Shimek, Henry Thrun, Mark Edward Vlasic, and the goalies we have Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakinen. So a lot different look and feel. This is now Mike Greer's second full season. Um, a very different roster from two years ago, let alone last year. Um, so what do you think are some of the surprises here, Paul? I don't know that I'm surprised necessarily uh, about Bordalo and about Eklund. I think with Bordalo, uh, when they burned that first year of his contract uh, by signing him early, um, I felt like he might have an opportunity sooner than later. Obviously, they gave him that one extra year with the Barracuda, but um, I felt like this season was was the time for him. You can see the amount of turnover, uh, the amount of names that are off of that list now, uh, making making room, paving the way. And they had done that with uh, dropping, I think it was, um, oh gosh, I'm going to forget a lot of the names now, but there was, uh, it was like three guys, uh, Limblom, I think Peterson, maybe one of them. There's guys that got you know put on waivers and, um, it just, I think, uh, who was it? Shang Peng had an article about it. I didn't get to read it, but I, it basically paving the way for uh, guys like Bordlow, guys like Eklund, uh, to get an opportunity to play uh, with the big clubs. So um, I, I don't think that there was necessarily a, a surprise there. Um, guys getting claimed, though, like Emerson, for instance, him getting an opportunity um, on the NHL roster, not getting claimed and then, you know, seeing, well, I guess if you claim him, he has to play on the NHL roster. So that really shouldn't be a surprise, but I feel like maybe as the season goes on, if he's not kind of showing up, then okay, maybe try to push him down. If he gets claimed, no harm, no foul. I think you said that the sharks have 48 of the 50 contract spots right now. So if he's a defense, that's not going to work out and he gets claimed off waivers by us, pushing him down. Uh, all the better, whatever. But hey, if this this could be a guy, you know, he was uh, highly rated uh, defensively in the AHL, and if he can kind of take that step uh, on the Sharks roster here, uh, it, it would be a really good pickup for for the San Jose Sharks. So, um, I, in terms of you know surprises, I'm not sure that I have many because there were so many guys that are off of that roster. Like half the roster is gone, literally half. So, I mean, somebody had to backfill that, right? So if you're going to be pulling in guys from the AHL, at least now they had to have earned that spot as opposed to in previous seasons where we just had so much money tied up. They didn't have to earn anything. It was just the guys that were cheap that we could bring on so that we'd have uh, you know somebody to play in the position and not go over the cap. So uh, I, I don't know that I have uh, a lot of surprises on there. Uh, I, I take it that you would have some surprises, though. Um, I think the biggest Maybe surprise for me actually would be Bordalo because I thought he was going to spend a little bit more time. However, I think he made it because Couture was injured. I think if Couture was healthy, there's not quite a spot for him right now on this roster until there's an injury. So I think he's getting rewarded for playing well in the last few games and having some chemistry with Eklund, which will go a long ways for him in his career if he can stick together with him. Um, but the fact that they played together on the Barracuda last year a lot, I think that helped form that chemistry. Um, but again, with Couture out, I think that spot kind of opens up for him a little bit more. Um, and they kind of needed him in there. And they're also rewarding him for sticking with it and playing well and listening to what the coaches are telling him to work on and do. And he's doing that. And this is his reward. So he's now on the opening roster, which is fantastic. Um, so real quick, you would say when Couture comes back, Borlo is the first one to get moved. Depending on how he's doing, obviously. Okay. I mean, if, the, if he's 
on a goal scoring streak for a couple of games, then no, they're not going to send him down. But I think he would be probably the first one to go only because Eklund and Bortolo are the only two that could could move down without going to waivers. Their gotcha. waivers exempt. So I, they don't I have do, anyone else. Go ahead. I was going to say, I do want to call out some of these comments real quick. Uh, at Bood saying, happy you guys are back and glad I can make it live. Noah Claxton, the season will be at least more entertaining since we get to see a bunch of the young guys now and see what we have. You know what, Noah? We saw a bunch of these young guys when we were uh, with the Barracuda uh, season tickets. Uh, that was a whole lot of fun. So hopefully this season watching the Sharks instead with these guys on there uh, should be just as much fun. Uh, at least fingers crossed. Scott K saying, hello, gentlemen. Glad you're back. Glad to be here, Scott. Glad to have you here as well. Ben and Gunsry. Hi, guys. Long time no see. Absolutely. We took a nice long hiatus there. Uh, like I said, if you aren't subscribed to this channel, you should because, again, when there's nothing to talk about, we're not going to bother you. OK, <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to bug you guys when we're here to just talk when when it's it's good to something good to talk about, basically. So, um, you know, again, we don't want to fill up your inbox with a bunch of John Kellen. Again, thank you for uh, for being here and and, uh, you know, fact checking us. Limblom, Peterson and Carpenter. That was the other name I couldn't remember. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Noah thinks that uh, Musty being signed surprised him. Um, yeah, he's not going to be showing up in the NHL this year. Um, I don't know about the Barracuda. Yeah. I think we talked about Musty being when, uh, back with Sudbury, correct? Yeah, because he's only 18. So he has to, because he plays for the, uh, in the AOHL, OHL. OHL. Um, he has to report back to his junior team. There's a weird rule where if you come from a junior team like that, um, you can make the NHL roster if you're good yes. enough and you'd, you'd stick there, but you can't go to the AHL until you are 20, I believe. Um, it's kind of similar to the way the NBA now makes everyone play one year of NCAA before they could be, or one year outside of high school, basically. So that NCAA was kind of like, Hey, you're taking all of the really good star players away. And that's not really fair. It's kind of the same, same, I guess, idea. Um, because the OHL doesn't want to lose all of their top best players. So, um, I think musty, to me, has been the biggest standout from this last draft class. Obviously, Will Smith, the top four guy, is going to be really good. Um, he's already uh, committed and signed with, uh, or not signed, but with with BC, so he's staying for another year. Um, but Musty, to me, I mean, at that rookie tournament, and um, every time I've seen him and highlights of him, nothing but rave reviews from others. He's he stands out in the games and. Um, Again, he's only 18 years old, which is crazy. And even even um, uh, Coach Quinn talked about how he has the speed and not necessarily f- like, you know, foot speed. It's the quickness playing at that level, going from for him, the OHL up into um, kind of NHL, like NHL light, I would call it for the preseason. And he played one game and, and played really well. Um, he handled himself well. Just watching him, the size of his body. He's going to be a really good power forward, and I'm really excited. I still can't believe the Sharks drafted him. In fact, he I have him on here as, um, as something to talk about how – I guess I'll just start talking about now how he signed with the Sharks, and, and I was kind of surprised about that. Um, but he is going back to his junior team. I bet this kid lights up the OHL this year. I think he absolutely crushes it, and we're going to see some big points coming out of him. So um, – yeah, this is what my note said. This kid might be the steal of the draft. Graham had him. And I think Graham is here right now on number 16 on his board. Um, although he didn't like Paul, you put these notes in here. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I was just saying, I because I, I went back and looked at the um, 
the episode that we did for the draft, the three hour marathon that we did. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a bunch of time to kill, I suggest uh, checking out the, the live draft show that we did. If you hadn't seen that one already, we had uh, some guests on there. A lot of fun. But uh, during that show, Graham was there with us. And yeah, he had uh, Musty as number 16 on his board. Although when the pick was called, Graham looked to the sky as if to say, really, really, Mike Greer? <laughs> And I'm not sure why, because the guy that was, you know, number 60 on the board, you get him at, uh, you know, 26. It seems like a good value pick. But I think he was more interested in other guys that were available at the time. Now, one of those was uh, Perron. I can't remember the first name. Perron, I think Jaden, maybe. Jaden Perron, I think. Um, he, he went 94th to Carolina. So if Graham is saying, I would have rather had this guy, a whole lot of teams passed on this guy a couple times over before Carolina finally said, okay, fine, we'll take him. So maybe something to keep an eye on later on to see if Graham was on point with this guy, uh, Perron, right? The other one that he uh, thought he was high on was uh, Brindley that was still available at the time. Now, Brindley ended up going number 34 to Columbus, so not too far off from 26. But I think, um, again, something to watch for. Is Musty going to be a better player than uh, Brindley might be? Now, hindsight's twenty twenty, and you know whatever the the pick is, the pick it is what it is. But um, it's good to see kind of like where Graham's uh, insights fall on on you know these guys here, and kind of seeing you know down the road did one pan out better than the other, right? So um, just kind of an interesting little little take there that uh, I thought maybe we'd add to this whole conversation surrounding Quentin Musty. But yes, it sounds like Quentin Musty is one of those guys that brings everything to the table. And I had a little uh, elite prospects uh, page that I had opened here. And the things that they're talking about this guy, it seems like he just doesn't do anything wrong. Like he's the type of guy that is going to, you know, grind away in the boards, get in front of the net. He's got a great shot. He's got amazing hands. He's got great vision. This guy's got pretty much everything. So, um, I mean, obviously, OHL level, so we don't want to get too pumped up about him and too uh, high. We, we know how how fans are about prospects, thinking you know, and, and GMs in the same way. They think that their prospects is uh, definitely higher rated than anybody else sees them. But when this is coming from a different source, like Elite Prospects, and they're saying everything good about this guy, um, you know, it's potentially telling that you know it's it could be a really good value pick for them. So if they got him at twenty six, and even Graham, who didn't even want the guy, uh, was saying sixteenth. Uh, overall is kind of where he sees him in terms of the ranking again, good value pick. And it seems like it's panning out so far. I can see musty coming back into camp next year and taking a big leap and probably getting a much longer look um, at the sharks level. I think he's that, I mean, you see big guys, big kids come in like that at 18, right? And they have the big frame, but they haven't really filled out. He's, He's not completely filled out. He's going to be even bigger. But the fact that he's so quick with that size already is crazy because usually it takes kids a little bit longer when they're growing into their bodies to catch up everything, right? So I would keep an eye out on him. I mean, obviously, he's not going to make it this year. But um, next summer, I think, uh, at that training camp and the rookie camp, the training camp, everything, I think he's going to stick around for a little bit longer. Um but it's very exciting to see and exciting. The Sharks are really stocking their cupboards with some great prospects that some are already, you know, they're panning out to the next generation of the next core of the Sharks. Uh, Will Smith is definitely going to be part of that core. Eklund's going to be part of that. And we're already going to see him probably majority of this season. He'll be with the Sharks. Um, Bordalo, I still think is going to get 
bounce between the two um, only because less on his offense and more on his 200 foot game um, playing defense. That's kind of where his knocks are right now is he's, he's not putting in the hundred percent effort um, while they're playing in their own zone. That's, that's the hard part. I think for younger guys, especially guys that are always been, you know, the go-to scoring guys on their teams growing up. Then you come into the NHL at this point and you're nowhere near top of your team and you need to do all the little things that you just never really had to work on or worry about before. So that, that, you know, it takes a lot of uh, more like a learning curve, I guess you could say Um, the learning curve is still there. And we talked a little bit about uh, Logan Couture being injured and he's out. And that's another guy that has that full 200 foot game Um, to me, Aaron, this is it's uh, so he, he does he still count? He's not he doesn't count on the roster right now, though. Is that correct? Yeah, he's a non-rostered injured player so that they yeah. can list their 23, I guess, what do you call it, starters or your starting lineup has 23 guys and then you scratch five of them per night. Um, so but that you have Kachur doesn't team. count towards that 23-man roster, is that what we're saying? No, and he's not on IR either. Right. So I'm not sure. I've never really seen this. I'm not... I've, I've already got to figure it out and I know exactly what's happening. Okay. All right, go ahead. The sharks are keeping Logan Couture until playoffs so that they can get him in there without worrying about the cap hit. It's the same thing that Tampa Bay did previously. Right. So that's, that. that's what's happening right there. <laughs> Clearly I'm joking. Uh, sharks are not going to sniff the playoffs, buddy. I don't think so at all. And that actually segues perfectly into our next topic here. And it's all about the amount of points that we think the <laughs> sharks are going to get this season. First and foremost, um, I kind of want to, I kind of want to do the roll call now while we have the discussion. Is that, is that okay with you? Sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to say the, the number though. I'm going to say, what city are you watching us from? And, and super producer Jason, if you can edit it before we send it, just th- what's the over under, where do you, wh- how many points period? Let's put it that way. How many points do you think the Sharks are going to get this season? Um, and I guess, you know, it, you can add in there too. You know, who are you excited to watch this season? You know, we just talked about a lot of the rookies and the guys that we've watched on the Barracuda. Uh, if we get the opportunity to see them uh, in a Sharks uniform at some point here, um, you know, Aaron thinks of Bordelo as time may be a little limited, but uh, are you, who are you interested in watching? So there you go. Tell us how many points you think the Sharks are going to end up with. Now, Aaron, there was an article in The Athletic, and although lately we haven't really been promoting them, uh, you, you've got it in the notes, so I'll let you go ahead and just talk about that one real quick. Go ahead. Well, we have a graphic up here, and Dom, is it Lecision? I think it's his name. Lecision, um, yeah. He writes for The Athletic, and he does this. He, did, he does all the analytics and all the projections and stuff, and... Um, this is the projection that they have for the Sharks. Um, here we go. Is that they're going to get 68.6 points, which is dead last. Um, and according to them, they have a 0% chance of making the playoffs and a 0% <laughs> obviously chance of the Stanley Cup. Uh, and then they break it down. Okay, 68.6 is the mean here. And there's a percentage of how many points that they end up with. Now, there is 1% chance that they end up with 90 points. 
maybe less than 1% because it doesn't even, there's a little bit of a blue line at the 95 point mark. <laughs> there's not even a percentage and it's smaller than the one. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that's a 0.25% chance that they get 95 points. Now, obviously I don't think they're going to get, they're not going to be that high, but um, 68.6 seems very low. I, a lot of people outside of sharks are writing off the fact that, you know, with Carlson gone, this team is going to sink. I don't think that's the case. Now, granted, we have Mackenzie Blackwood has not looked great during the preseason. To me, Kakinen has looked very much like Kakinen. He has a game that's fantastic, and then he has some other ones that are not so fantastic. Um, there's potential there still, but their goaltending is not going to be great. However, I think their defense is... Oh, there we go. My fin factor polo is quite the conversation starter. That's awesome. Um, thank you, Scott K. And thanks for buying one. Um, I think um, I think the Sharks are going to be better defensively than they were last year, only because they don't have Carlson um, who would break the puck out for them. So now you take away your best player, your go-to player. Everyone else kind of has to step up now because there is nobody else. You know what I mean? So everyone kind <laughs> of... Everyone kind of needs to step up. So I think we're going to see a lot tighter games, harder contested, fought in the trenches kind of games. You know what I mean? That's what I think. But I'm not saying I think I think it's going to be the over of 68 point, whatever it was, six points. I think. okay, and not by much, probably 75. Okay, go ahead. I'm looking through the comments here and I'm seeing, first of all, thank you guys for, for um, watching us from all around the world. We got, you know, Toronto and Sacramento and Seattle or all over the place. So thank you so much for, for tuning in. We do appreciate you guys uh, popping in and chatting with us here. Um, Ryan Sontag thinks 69 points. Nice. Um, it, ben and Gunsry saying 80 points at best. Uh, Sean Savage, 80 points. Noah Claxton with a beautiful zero, the goose egg. Uh, Colin says 71 points because it's the inverse of 17, which is the sweater number for Macklin Celebrini. And I can absolutely appreciate that you said sweater number, whereas I would have said Jersey number, uh, a true fan, Colin. Well done, sir. Um, <laughs> Noah, such an optimist. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, 70 points from Grandizer, uh, 72 points from Kellen, um, 75 from Atbud, uh, 120 points. I think. Hey, Ben, you're crazy, my friend. Um, I think all of you guys are wrong. Way off. I think we're not even close. Honestly, we're not even close. Here's why. I'm going to pull up the standings from last season, okay? Sharks were fourth worst, and they had, drumroll please, 60 points. Okay? 60 points. Fourth worst. If we're going to be the worst in the NHL, Anaheim last season had 58. They didn't even hit 60. So if we're trying to be last, and if everybody's saying we're going to be last, I don't know how we have 68. 68 points puts us with Montreal at 28th in the league, fifth worst overall, which is better than we did last season, and there would have been four teams underneath that. A lot of those teams are better. The teams that were below the Sharks are better. But somebody's got to lose. Right. Still got to lose. Also, look at the very top and how unbalanced the top was in terms of like Boston had 130 points. 
Okay. Something like that. Hunter that's not happening. That's not happening again. Boston's not as strong, nearly as strong as they were okay. without Bergeron. No way. Okay. So that's going to come down a significant amount, which spreads out. Let's say they're 20 points less. They're still going to be up there, but that's 20 more points being spread out amongst some teams, right? And they're not the only ones. There's some other ones that were at the top that won't be as dominant this year. Aaron so says, you're telling me that the Sharks last season had 22 wins, 16 overtime losses. Okay, 16 overtime losses. I think that's the most in the NHL. There might, maybe not, but I mean, it's up there. That's a lot. Okay. Um, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I I think that the Sharks are better than a lot of people say that they are, but they're not 68 points good. That's my take on it. I don't think we get there. Um, I'm not. So you're gonna you're gonna do under. I'm saying under. I'm saying under 68, and I'm saying that as confidently as I did uh, the previous season about the whole nine goal thing with Noah Gregor. Uh, and I still stand by the whole 10 goal thing from, from last season, the luck, luck. And I'm telling you right now, if the sharks break 68 points, I will be shocked. Number one. And number two, we will not be last in the league. I don't, I don't think 68 puts you at last in the league. I don't care. That's another team at 135 and that's not happening again. Great. 68 points ain't going to put you in last. I don't think so. I all right, let's do that then. You're gonna say under and I'll say over. I'm definitely saying yeah. under. You've got You're the over. To... And it seems like again, I am alone. Everybody You're in the chat, re- with the exception of no, who was it? Said zero. <laughs> Who's my friend? One dollar. No one dollar. <laughs> Noah Claxton's on my side. Everybody else. <laughs> I can't wait to come back to this at the end of the season. Yeah, I, I can't wait this. either. I, I mean, I, I, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I mean, but I, I, if how, how, when when last season there were five teams at 68 points or less, and you're telling me that 68 points is going to be rock bottom? I don't know. I don't know. Math aside, uh, logic just doesn't work. That, that just doesn't work for me right there. I don't know. I just, I don't think the teams are going to be as, the top teams aren't going to be as, top okay. it's gonna be a closer race that's okay the second place team was 113 so there's literally only one outlier there when we're talking about five teams at the bottom that's but i think those top teams they'll be over 100 points yeah but everyone absolutely. else will be yeah absolutely they'll be over 100 okay okay well anyway i that we just stunk <laughs> we're gonna think that's for sure um yeah so that's my take on it i don't i don't think 68 they may get 68 but i don't think they're going to be last if they get 68 that's see kellen the flyers were garbage last year and they got 75 points now the sharks there were five teams with 68 points or less if the the flyers were garbage the sharks had one of the worst was it one goal games or something (laughs) hold on sorry noah claxton says paul's right without gregor this team won't succeed (laughs) (laughs) thank you noah Appreciate your comment, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so true. So, but um, even Kellen, though, look at Kellen. You said it yourself. The Flyers. Hold on. This is the comment that Aaron just said. It was. It was uh, Peter. No, wait, where'd he go? Kellen Foster was said this. The Flyers were garbage last year, and they got seventy-five points. Yeah, they were garbage, and they still weren't last. Seventy-five points are going to get them in last. They could be really bad. There's going to be teams that are even worse than that. Sixty-eight right. points. I don't know. Sixteen. Dude. Sixteen overtime games. Change half of those. 
to a win. Okay, and change the other half to just straight up losses then. If you get to manipulate numbers one way, guess what? You end up with the same amount of points. If they have if they turn eight of those into wins, that's an extra eight points right uh-huh. there. What do they finish with? Sixty? Uh, I just closed it. <laughs> oh. 60. Okay, so let's say it's 60. Then they had to end up with 68. Yeah, 60 points because 22 wins, 16 math. There you I'm go, just, 60 points. My point is it's doable. I don't think they're going to be tanking. I don't oh, think they're going to be as bad as everyone thinks. They put put a timestamp on this moment right now, and we will revisit it uh, months from now. So there you go, uh-huh. at the end of the season. Okay. It's going to be a long season, isn't it? And, and, and once again, a lot of people in the chat are uh, are leaning on the over. So I stand alone. Uh, except for Noah, who who gave me the or no, it wasn't Noah. Whoever it was said zero. Sorry, I forgot your name again. Um, okay, let's move on from this. Then, <laughs> Aaron. Oh, you know, I cannot lie. It was you know a lot last. You know, <laughs> it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger light. You know, I guess. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, fans are going to be watching these games, or maybe they won't be. Um, and we want to encourage them to do that because again, this is, I've said it before, Aaron, this is the best time to become a Sharks fan right here, right now when they're terrible, because it can only go up from here. And then you get to say, you know what? I like them ever since the, uh, 2023, 24 season when they just stunk. See producer Jason. No, we just stunk. Thank you. So ever I, I've watched them since the 23, 24 season. You get to say that. And when they get so much better in a few seasons, they'll say, okay, this guy's not a bandwagon fan. Right. So now is a great time to start also because as we're going to get in, uh, into a little bit later on, it's going to be a lot of fun at the games. So Aaron, how can sharks fans and people that are maybe getting into uh, watching professional hockey, what's a good way for them to watch this? What mindset do they need to be in uh, to watch these games? Because obviously it's not going to be very pretty. So what are they looking out for? Well, for one, like I'm talking about actually going to the game, not so much watching on TV, but going to the game, uh, it is entertainment. The Sharks are going to be a very entertaining thing to go to. (laughs) Let Let me get back to that, but... Um, watching the young guys, these, they are creating a new core of this team. They're very young right now, but you're going to start seeing Eklund is going to be playing. I think majority of the season, if not all of it, um, hopefully he can stay healthy and doesn't get hurt. Cause that he's kind of gotten, you know, a little durability issues with that. He already had surgery at 20 years old. Um, I think, um, Watching the young guys, watching the they brought in some veterans to kind of mold and, and teach the right way, the right way of playing. I love that that saying, by the way, the right way of playing. Um, being professionals and learning how to play a full 82 game season because it is such a grind. And none of these young guys have ever played more than, I think, 60 games in uh, any other kind of competition. So it takes a lot on your body to play two, three games in a week when they're used to playing one to maybe two. Um, and in some cases, they could be playing four in a week. Plus, West Coast team traveling probably the most out of everyone there. Um, I think, um, so watch for the young guys. Um, instead of losing hope, watch for improvements of the rookies. So these young guys like Eklund, let's see, one game he misses a pass and creates a turnover. 
and it goes the other way or he's let's say he's dancing on the blue line and gives the puck away and trips and falls and they get a breakaway and score and see that he doesn't do that again next the next game out <coughs> um uh and remember that there is light at the end of the tunnel there's hope and help coming and as paul said this should be the bottom it should be the bottom of where the sharks are so they can only go up from there now granted paul and i are very glass half full approach here optimistic so, very optimistic that's kind of the the nature of both of us and that's probably recklessly why a lot optimistic. of you what recklessly optimistic <laughs> i think that's why a lot of you enjoy our show because we're not as negative or bashing or crazy yeah we'll be critical but not out of line so um i still enjoy going to sharks games i think they're great i think um they're exciting it's fun i bring my kids when i can i think it's a great time out and this season they are really focusing on the fan experience because they know it's going to be a long season and i don't mean that in a bad way they are entertainers they need to sell themselves as entertainment and that's what they're doing so it's going to be it has the most giveaways correct that they've ever done i forget how many there are there's like a dozen or something um they also were doing this cool thing called Sharks Around the Bay Tour. And I think today was the last day because opening day is on Thursday. Um, so the Sharks players were traveling around different parts of the Bay Area doing autograph signings, meet and greets, all kinds of stuff, kind of showcasing the players and and um, showing how fun hockey is and getting out in the community. Now, for all you guys who are Warriors fans, you know how bad the Warriors were for a long time, right? Imagine the year that the Warriors had drafted Steph Curry. I'd consider that kind of like Will Smith in a way. Now, Steph Curry wasn't a super high like savior right away. It took him a while. He had to get into the get into the league and he had ankle injuries. It took a while to get off his feet and and get going, and he became eventually MVP. Think of it that way. How terrible were the Warriors? And then how great did they become? And they became a dynasty. Now, I'm not saying the Sharks will be a dynasty. Who knows? I'm not saying they're not. But the core is being built right now. And and everyone's going to be a part of watching all of this grow and build. So it's a good time to get into it, as Paul said. Anything else to add there, Paul? Not really. I mean, that's I mean, like I said, you know, um, get in now um the tickets are going to be cheap yes kellen they're doing the most giveaways because they got to get people in the arena somehow 100 i mean they know what they're doing it's a business right so um but yes it'll still be fun to watch hockey's hockey even if your team's getting beat that kind of sucks you can still watch uh you know a lot of good talent coming into the arena uh and yes ben uh the fin factors optimism rubs rubs in on the viewers as shown in point prediction yeah because all you guys thought they're going to get way more points than i did um <laughs> so yeah i mean there you go see this is one of those times where i'm optimistic and but i'm also realistic <laughs> i just don't see it but uh you know hey you guys do awesome and again i'm looking forward very much to revisiting that topic uh, at the end of the season looks like you want to say something go ahead yeah real quick i forgot um uh What's his name had, had explained this. Doug Benz explained this to us. Uh, for the first time, the Sharks always sells like uh, partial game packages. And it would be like package A, B, or C. And you choose which based on the games. 
this year you could still do a quarter season, but you get to actually handpick what games you want, which they never did before. So if you wanted to, you could buy a quarter season pass and pick every game that has a, a giveaway. And I think they're doing that on purpose so that they're going to have those games are going to sell out. I am pretty sure they will sell out because if you had to pick a game, any game for the year that you wanted to go to and you're not a huge fan, right? But you go to maybe one or two games a year because they're fun. You're going to pick a game that has a giveaway. A lot of times, like for me, I used to be a big Giants fan. I just don't have the time anymore. So I like to go to one, maybe probably one game a year. I didn't even make it this season. But when I do, I go right to the calendar and go, okay, what first works in my schedule? And then second, what is the giveaway that day, if any? And that's kind of based on or what how I base on it. So there will be a lot of other fans just like that. So I think those games will be very popular. It's really cool that they're doing this flexible thing. Um, and speaking of flexible, they have a flexible pass where you pay like a monthly fee and it, they give you a card and you swipe your card to get in and out of the arena. And I think it's at a standing room lounge kind of maybe there's seats. I don't know. Um, they also built the new sky lounge, which I didn't even put in the notes. Sorry for that. Uh, Super producer, Jason, but there's a new Sky Lounge that's above the Section 208, I believe. They took out the last mm, four or five rows from the top. I think they blew out the walls to a couple of the suites, and they built a lounge that you can buy access to, and it's I think it's called the Sky Lounge. Pretty sure it's called the Sky Lounge. And um, they put in these ridiculously-looking, awesome leather seats with high backs, and there's a TV mounted in between two chairs and a table. So it's like really is a loungy kind of feel. And you get your own personal, I don't know, probably like a 30-inch TV where you could probably watch all the replays up close. Um, I think it's a really cool idea. It's something new. Um, they obviously aren't going to be selling all that game, so it wasn't a big deal. They took away four rows of seating up high in the nosebleeds um, and turned it into something different. And I like that they kind of are thinking outside the box here so um the sharks are doing a lot and they are very catered towards their fans especially this season and hopefully us at the fin factor can help turn that into stuff for you guys in terms of getting a little bit more behind the scenes with with stuff at the sharks and interviewing some current players management you name it so hopefully it'll be a good season for us and that you stick around and and watch and don't forget to subscribe speaking of right yeah. <laughs> well done <laughs> so the last thing I, I think that i'll say about how to watch the sharks now ben about the six minutes ago super jason he said you can't lose hope when there is no hope to begin with <laughs> well done ben oh Aaron um yeah so um <laughs> you can't lose hope when there is no hope to begin with well, you know what uh we got to look to the future ben okay that is where we will find our source of hope all right. I want you guys to realize that right now there's eight point about about eight point eight million dollars in dead cap space between uh, Burns, Carlson, Martin Jones, uh, Balsers and Lindblom, uh, because when he gets sent down, there's still like a like a bury penalty. Right. When you're trying to bury a contract. Um, so eight point eight million dollars. Uh, worth of basically playing paying players that aren't going to be playing on the Sharks roster. Okay, that is that is this season. Um, next season that gets reduced down to about five point nine million, and then uh, just over three million after that. 
So in this season, it seems pretty high. Right after that, it gets a little bit lower. And right after that, it's only $3 million. Um, so there's definitely some growing cap space uh, just internally before we even talk about the cap itself being increased uh, over time. So there's definitely going to be a little bit more room for signing guys like Bordelow to contracts that they deserve, guys like Eklund, um, you know, anybody that is, uh, you know, coming in from the shark, uh, from free agency or whatever, we'll be able to pay these guys, uh, competitively. So as the team is kind of growing and getting better and we attract some free agents, we'll have the money to be able to, to spend on them. Uh, I know right now we, we kind of are handcuffing ourselves just a little bit more with that, but honestly, we're not paying that much to these guys right now, any, because we don't have any superstars left. I think the most that, uh, that we have right now and sort of um, uh, money wise are guys like, you know, Vlasic and Couture and they're, they're uh, coming up soon. Uh, but honestly, if you take a look at the contracts, there are no contracts that are over three years in length aside from hurdle who has seven years and Couture who has four years left. Everybody else is three years and less. So in those three years, we're talking about again, only $3 million in salary that is from, you know, buyouts and that kind of stuff. There's only $3 million there left. And some of the bigger contracts like, um, you know, Vlasic, they're going to be gone too in, in those three years. So there's going to be a lot of money available to the Sharks uh, in the amount of time that, say, you know, Eklund um, is going to be due for a new contract. It, when Will Smith is playing and, and he's, you know, pumping himself up and being ready to, to earn that next contract, that extension or whatever else it's going to be for him. So um, it, the future is fairly bright. I know that doesn't do anything talking about this season, but when we're talking about there's no hope, we have to look to the future for hope. So hopefully uh, that helps out a little bit as well uh, with the understanding that, yeah, we had a lot of high price players. Mike has done a phenomenal job of clearing off uh, a lot of cap space and clearing the books up. And uh, again, in just a few years, a lot of that's going to go away and we're going to have a lot of room uh, to be able to pay, uh, you know, either the up and coming guys or bring some free agents in and attract them uh, with a good dollar amount. Oh, and you know what? If things happen to go you know, south again, we have the cap space to take on some bad contracts again, if need be, and kind of uh, uh, reinvigorate, we'll say, the uh, the rebuild. So uh, there's there's all that to consider. Aaron, you know, uh, anything last that you want to say about that whole situation? It looks like you want to say something. Go ahead. I said, don't forget, we have currently two first round picks in the draft and a potential third if New Jersey ends up in the conference finals with Timo Meyer playing in half of those games. I think that's going to happen. There's like, or not going to happen. There's a very good chance that it could happen. New Jersey looks deadly. With their lineup and in the way they're playing the preseason, they are firing on all cylinders and uh, looking like a good bet, assuming everyone stays healthy, that they are going to go far and deep in the playoffs, which would turn. Granted, it would be a going from a if they win the cup or then in the final four, right? It goes from the 64th overall to 30 cuts it in half. Um, But it's still better than than a late second round pick. So, and the Sharks still have their own second round pick. So it's looking good for the Sharks to be adding three, potentially four really high end players. I mean, that could be four guys in the top 40 that are coming into the draft next year. That's very exciting. So um, they're only going to add again to that cupboard. And 
real quick, like when you draft players in the top five, those players only take one year, if that, before they're in the NHL. The next tier, next 10 guys, maybe two years, and then so on, kind of goes like that. So we're going to be adding a guy, and if they get that first overall pick, or at least close to it, they could potentially even be on the Sharks next season. So we still don't know what we don't know. The Sharks are going to be better. I want to call out some comments uh, because we've got some good ones here. So um, <laughs> some Star Wars references. Yeah, that that's too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Grandizer twelve at around nine forty four. Um, Super producer Jason says, "Paul and Aaron, I watch because you stay with the news as opposed to rambling a lot." First of all, do you watch this show? That's all we do is ramble. What are you talking <laughs> about, buddy? I appreciate that you're confused though. Thank you for uh, for hanging out and listening to us ramble and think that we uh, we know what we're talking about. Uh, used to follow another Sharks content creator, but they would stay on for way too long. Something say something <laughs> once. Why say it again? Are you sure you're not talking about us, buddy? <laughs> Super producer Jason all the time. Guys, her, get on with it, right? Um, Noah Claxton uh, says, uh, <laughs> more you know, the, Noah Claxton says, Paul always smirking on the side while Aaron's deep and deep in thought uh, in the conversation. Yeah, there you go. I'm generally, I'm looking at comments and smirking because you guys are pretty funny. Uh, speaking of which, Kellen Foster, Grand Admiral Thrun is the only one whom gives us hope. We wait for his return. Yes. Absolutely, a Star Wars fan. Uh, Kellen, did you watch the Ahsoka show? Let me know. Um, that was a very good comment. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a graphic uh, from Super Producer Jason regarding Grand Admiral Thrun, actually. So you guys should look forward to that one, too. I think it's in the works. I hope it's in the works. And if he does it right, it will be magnificent. So We should. We should put that together because he is most likely going to be the power play quarterback for the I think so. And somebody earlier, I cannot recall who, was asking me if Matt Benning was going to be the uh, quarterback on the power play. And I don't know who it was. And I don't know where it is. And I'm sorry, but it was a great comment. Uh, but no, if, uh, if Thrun is uh, going to make the roster and he's going to stick. Now, again, they have eight defensemen on the roster, so obviously only six of those guys are going to be suited up in a night. So he could just be hanging out, you know. Um, but if uh, Thrun happens to be uh, on the roster, I think absolutely this is a guy who's got enough offensive upside um, that he can certainly move the puck well uh, well enough to, to quarterback a power play. Uh, if not power play one, power play two. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing him play um he's one of those bright spots oh, Noah claxon says it was me <laughs> it was me isn't that from liar liar <laughs> something with uh what's his name jim carrey anyway he he in the elevator doesn't matter regardless um so yeah absolutely uh looking forward to seeing him uh get the opportunity to do his thing uh, i i've actually if we're talking about surprises from earlier that's definitely for me uh, one of the surprises was uh, just how good Thrun looks offensively. Obviously not an Eric Carlson type, but certainly a little more promising than a certain uh, draft pick who was drafted at the age of 17, I believe. Um, <laughs> having a hard time remembering his name now, Aaron. Do you know? Are you joking? Are you no, surprised? I'm not. <laughs> oh, Ryan Merkley? No, I know Ryan Merkley, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think he's going to be um, a promising prospect. I, I hope he doesn't just fizzle out. Uh, he well, looks like... Was that? Yeah, I I think he's gonna make. Yeah. I think he's gonna be an everyday player. And imagine just just go back and and remember trade deadline. Sharks picked him up at the trade deadline from Anaheim because he announced that he was going back. And wait, what is even the trade deadline? Was it was it? Uh, 
man, I can't even remember now. Um, was it in the off season? Where's the trade deadline? I would no, have to go back and look. I, we've had a lot of time off, Aaron. I know, a right? Lot of time. And you know what? I'm sure yeah, someone in the uh, chat will will correct us. Sure, but anyway, he was he was buried in the Anaheim system. He wasn't even going to make the team, and now he's traded to the Sharks, and he is uh, starting and power play quarterback of the Sharks, whereas before he wasn't even going to make the roster in Anaheim. So a lot has changed for him in less than a year. Um, that is amazing. So, um, yeah, the KHL's own Ryan Merkley. How could you? <laughs> That's right. He did sign in the KHL. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, it's just amazing how far he's come and he, and there's no doubt that he's made the correct decision to not necessarily ask for a trade, but announce that he's going to go back into the draft and not sign with Anaheim. So, uh, or become a free agent, not so much go in the draft. Um, so yeah. Thrun was going to sign with Anaheim. Thank you, Matt. I saw that. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he wasn't going to sign. There you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, again, I just wanted to kind of segue over to doing uh, some comments because, you know, we, we have been gone for a while and I love uh, reading the comments from you guys. The chat is uh, very active uh, usually, and sometimes we don't get a chance to get to it. And uh, with our, our first uh, day back after a very long time, I certainly wanted to call out some of those uh, some of those comments there. So, guys, thank you so much uh for uh for chatting and and putting everything in there uh do appreciate that you guys are hilarious by the way um uh, so, was traded in march so it was by the deadline there's a the deadline he got traded remember the sharks in a third round pick for him oh and everyone said that was a terrible idea and now he's the starting what i think is going to be the power play quarterback it's not really for sure yet but well, uh, who was it? Just said it. Who was talking about the power play? There, Kellen Foster said power play two currently as they skate boards, Eklund, Thrun, Zadina, and LeBanc. So even on power play two, they're only running the one defenseman, and it's Thrun. So there's a lot of confidence in this okay. kid. Yeah. So that's um, that's the kid line, isn't it? It the is kid the kid line. Play. Well, I mean, yeah. the kid power I guess, play line. I, I wouldn't say LeBanc is still a kid. Is LeBanc a kid? No, no, no. But Bordalo, Eklund, and Thrun. Oh, the three most out of the kid five. Line. Okay. Three out of the five are kids. <laughs> uh no, Merkley was not in China. He didn't go to No, China. he did he did sign in the KHL. In the KHL. Russia, right? I forget what team. Here, I'll look it up real quick. China. I don't know. Regardless, uh, I think we'll go ahead and move on from all of that. But again, thank you guys for your comments. Do uh, truly appreciate that. Aaron. The Sharks have a new center ice logo. You've got some uh, some images, uh, some commentary here. I think we have a time-lapse video. Uh, there's uh, a lot on. going on here. So go ahead. Hold no, on. There you go. Going back to Ryan Merkley, he did oh. sign in China. He did? He signed, he signed in the KHL for the one team that's in China. It's in Beijing. Oh. They play in the KHL, though. I did not know that. So he is now residing in Beijing. Going back. Sorry. Back to where we were. <laughs> okay, yeah. Back back to the Sunrise logo. Sorry, Super Deuce Jason. There you go. All right. So here we go. Here's the new ice getting put in at the San Jose Arena. And for the first, I'm I think it's the first time. Don't quote me on that. They're not using the shark's logo at center ice. The shark as in the shark head biting the stick. Um, they are using what I consider 
my favorite logo that the sharks have. It's the one that goes on the patch or on the shoulder patch up here. And um, they're putting that center ice this year. So it's a different look. I like it. I like the colors. I think it's different. Um, I think what I would hope for, I don't even know if they're going to have a third jersey this year, but I wanted a third jersey with that logo on it. Oh, and here's some little details. Like they put little shark fins going across the red line, which I think is pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they've ever done anything like that before either, but it looks really sharp. Look at that. that mm-hmm. I mean, it's a center ice logo. The The shark's logo is more of a triangle. So this one is definitely catered for the center ice, and I think it looks really good. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it'll it'll look good on TV. I think it'll look good in person. And I would love for them to put that on a jersey right in the middle. I know they did it a couple years ago for just a practice jersey or a warm-up jersey. And then I think they auctioned them off. But um, I would love to see that as a kind of an alternate version of a jersey with the shark fin in dead center. And there, Kellen, there's my favorite logo too. Thank you. Twinsies. <laughs> I, I i love that logo i was honestly convinced that that jumping shark one was going to become the logo for them going forward at some point um but i think the one where you know the normal one where it's biting the stick is just going to stick uh and that's how it's going to be it is kind of nice to see something different um I, I, and I have no problem with this logo whatsoever. So, um, yeah, and, and I do like, again, like you said, it's circular, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, for the face-off dot and everything else. I, it's it's nice. I like it. So, um, I mean, does it move the needle for me one way or the other? Not so much. You know, I'm there to watch them play. <laughs> but um, it's cool. It's a cool little thing that, um, you know, the, the Sharks brass are doing. Um, the marketing team and everybody else are just kind of making little changes here and there. You talked about the lounge area. We're changing up the center ice logo. We're doing little things here and there to just try to make it fresh, try to make it new, um, you know, because you're trying to take your mind off of how bad the season's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of how bad the season's going to be, I think uh, we can start talking about the upcoming games. And, oh, dear God, <laughs> Aaron, the first handful of games, we're only talking about the first two, but for like the first, what is it, 10 games, it's all like competitors. Well, everyone in the NHL is a competitor. No, come on. <laughs> we're not. I'm just like, come on. Like, you're going to have to play all these teams at some point, right? Yeah. There's no easy, there's no easy games in the NHL. But you're going to start the season off just getting pounded, my friend. Okay. Who would you rather play for the first game of the season? First game of the season? Yeah. Anaheim. Really? Sure, why not? Yeah. Or LA. Arizona. I, I like Arena, baby. I, I like the LA game because of the rivalry just between the Bay Area and LA. It's always it's always a good game to go to. Um, I think that would have been good. But Vegas, I think the vitriol for Vegas, it's also their season opener, yeah. I believe. So Actually, I don't know that um, they might be playing earlier, but um, to play against Vegas, that's always it's always going to be a big crowd. It's going to be the season opener. So there's going to be a lot of people there to be for the first the home opening game. Um, it's against the reigning Stanley Cup champions, which is just terrible. Oh, did you see the ring? They just saw it. They posted yesterday. I did not. OK, I'm not a fan of Vegas. Really? <laughs> but I think the ring is pretty cool. Oh man. Uh, so the ring, 
you know, it looks like a championship ring, but okay. the top is flat and it spins off and opens up and inside it's the arena. Okay, that's pretty cool. So it's like a bowl. It's it, it's yeah. bowl down its arena and then you put the top back on it locks back into place. I thought it was very different, very cool. Um I don't know. I'm sure the count of diamonds is higher than the team before. Like it's just stupid how they do all that stuff. But I thought it was pretty cool because it's very different and it's not a ring that you wear every day. So um I just think it's cool. I thought it was cool. Well done. Very well done. I will. Oh, oh. did you pull it up? Here, Here we, we go. go. Yeah, there's Super Deucer Jason doing this. his thing. I mean, obviously, it's a ridiculous amount of diamonds. But here we go. The top pops off. Boom. There's the arena inside. And it's nighttime. That's just awful. That That's a terrible marketing decision right it's there. It's nighttime. Is that what it says? Always advance. That's not true either. Vegas born. That's okay. Sure. That's okay. Don't need that. Yeah, just different. The ring actually has a laser pointer that reads LTIR. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Kellen. Well done. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 No, I, no, I tell him, Aaron, this isn't the, the night factor. Enough of this. Right. Airbus yeah, get this off the screen. All right, so Sorry. we play them on Thursday. That's that's our uh, our opener. Great. Play them on Thursday. That'll be fun. It'll be it'll be a fun night out. Um, there is, and I just closed it. I think. Uh, da, 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 opening night festivities. So that night, or even in the day, at four to seven, there's going to be a whole street fest. A lot of people are, are love doing this. It's a free food festival on Barack Obama Boulevard outside of SAP. From 4 to 7, it's going to include music from a local DJ, exhibit, merchandise booths from Shark's Ice and Shark's Pro Shop. They'll have a Shark's Slap Shop booth and much more. Then they list all the all the trucks. Um, the live music is the Flatliners. Not sure who that is. Are you um, going? Am I going? Right now, I'm not planning on going. I was just gone for a very long weekend. So I'm sure my wife would be thrilled if I'm like, yeah, I'll be gone Thursday night. So probably not. Um, I will catch a game, a couple games this season. So I'm I'm looking down and checking my phone to make sure that I have the date correct. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to this one. Well, it's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday the twelfth. Yeah, yep. I will be there. Excellent. Are you going to go early so you can go to the street fest? I want to. It's it's just a matter of uh, if I can get back from uh, the kids' uh, practice from Cupertino. So we'll they're see. not going with you. Kids no. aren't going. With you. I'm, I'm. Well, I would say I'm going alone. I, I'm not going uh, alone because uh, I'm. I'm. I'm going with actually a, a fan of the show, Nick HBK. Uh, oh yeah, he offered me a ticket, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do this. So nice. Um, thank you, Nick. If you're here, if you're not here, what the hell's the matter with you? Um, so uh, yeah, I'll be going with them, and uh, they were going to meet up. I think for for food. I, I won't be able to meet them for dinner beforehand. But uh, you're talking about a slap shop booth. I would be very interested to see if my slap shot number is anywhere near what we got at uh, Kathy's power skating when we did the uh, the slap shot there. Do you remember what I got? I think I remember what I got. I think I got like 70 on the slapper. Was it 70? I thought it was 60. See, see, this is you just being disrespectful. Just- we just stunk. <laughs> I didn't stink. <laughs> what was yours again? I think I was 60. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Who knows? I would, uh, no, no. Uh, is the true Paul 
is it true Paul is the local DJ? No, I am absolutely not a DJ. The most I could DJ is if I just hit play, and that's that's about it. So, although nowadays I think most DJs are that's kind of what they do is mostly digital. Rico has an iPod. Yeah, there you go. iPod. Does anybody have iPods anymore? They didn't even make them anymore. You just showed your age, didn't you? Good lord! And I agree with you, Paul. Paul still has an iPod. That's what I said. No, I don't. Oh my god. Okay, so uh yeah, Golden Knights. Okay. Then Saturday against the Colorado Avalanche. It just doesn't get any easier, there, does it? That'll be an easy win. Come on. That's such a Yeah, for Colorado. <laughs> Killing me. Oh my god. You know what's great uh, about yeah, this season? So... The Sharks are going to be so bad. You know why they're going to get a lot of wins? What? You know why the Sharks will get a lot of wins? You said the Sharks are going to be so bad. Do you I know did. why they're going to get a lot of wins? Because every team's going to play their backup against them. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. If there's a reason why they might get some wins, it would be because of that. Absolutely. I guarantee you we're going to see a lot more backups than starters this year because they're going to want to rest all of their starters. Especially most of those teams come through and they play L.A., Anaheim, San Jose, probably Vegas. So those four, they're yeah. going to want to rest their starter for. But, but I've got news for you, bud. Their backup goaltenders are still going to beat us. We're not that good. I'm just saying and it's, it's okay. better than better than playing their starters. And it and it's okay because even if we can't get the wins, I'm confident that the games will still be fun. If all you're doing is trying to watch a game to get a win, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Enjoy the game. Enjoy the journey. Okay. This is a this is a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. So we just stunk. Enjoy the process. <laughs> just enjoy the process. Embrace the process. Absolutely. So uh the process is gonna start us off 0-2. Uh, after this week is done, uh, Aaron trying to drink almost shut out your nose there, buddy. That could have been a moment right there. Oh, Sorry. Too bad. Uh, now they're talking about iPods and MP3 players in the chat. Way to go, Aaron. <laughs> Where's my Zune? I need my Zune. Oh, my God. Zune, yeah. Uh, okay, so those are the upcoming games. Obviously, I'm expecting uh, two big fat L's. At the very beginning of the season, but you never know. Uh, some of these teams, maybe they're uh, they've got a couple of new players here or there. They're trying some things out a little bit different from uh, the way it worked last season or whatever. And uh, you know, maybe we catch them off guard. I have no idea. A bunch of guys that are uh, feeling rowdy and they got something to prove on the Sharks team for you know their upcoming contracts or for trade discussions, things like that. Maybe they come out of the gate screaming. Who knows? Uh, but I just you know I, I think strength of of team obviously. Uh, we should get absolutely annihilated in these two games. Uh, but again, fun to watch, right? So, Aaron, what's what's your prediction on these two games here? Uh, no points. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll I'll think outside the box. I'll, I'll say there's going to be an overtime loss. They'll get one point. Oh, okay. I all don't right. know. Maybe Vegas will have the point. cup hangover and they'll just come out flat. I doubt it, but who knows? Peeking ahead real quick, I didn't put this on there, but this you said the first four games are going to be hard because next week it's going to be Carolina and Boston. Isn't it like the first 10 games? I mean, every the Sharks were so far down that every almost every team they're playing was ahead of them in the standings last year. So it's going to well, go yeah, we'll playoff teams. They open it up at home for four games. So it's Vegas, Colorado. Next week is Carolina and then Boston. Then they go on the road. Yeah, the, the chat is lost. Grandizer says, <laughs> I used an old Walkman in the 2000s. 
Peter St. John, I missed my boombox. What happened? <laughs> oh my God, it's too funny. <laughs> I miss my old Walkman. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so upcoming games, we're done with that. Uh, I, and I don't think anybody in the chat would disagree with that one, perhaps uh, a point, but I think pretty safe to say we're, we're coming home with a whole lot of nothing. Uh, so Aaron, you've got, uh, some blue sky invite codes you wanted to let people know about, um, before we can move on to some other things, just kind of promote this. Go ahead. Yeah. Blue sky. Uh, we are on there and probably start using that a lot more and we have invite codes cause right now it is invite only. So we currently have five invite codes. We got a lot. Um, so if you've we're interested in joining blue sky and you would like an invite code shoot us an email at the finfactor at gmail.com and we will respond hopefully soon with a blue sky code uh first come first serve so the first five that get it get it so join us on blue sky we created a or i created a feed on there for sounds like sharks news it works a little bit differently than twitter i mean it acts and looks like twitter but twitter from let's say uh, 10 years ago. So it's infant Twitter. It was created by uh, Jack Dorsey who created Twitter originally. So it looks and feels just like it. There's a whole lot of uh, information that's over my pay grade and why it's a lot better. But um, essentially once you start building up that, you can push those followers to other social medias that you have. And so you don't have to always start and build from scratch. You can bring it with you. So, um, it's pretty cool. It's exciting. It's still kind of in its infancy and it's very, I would call it polite Twitter. So there's not a lot of trolls and not a lot of negative energy around it. So, um, I think because it's invite only, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of bots on there because of that. So it's, uh, interactions with people and hashtags are, don't work, which is why you create a feed. So the feed picks up anything that says San Jose sharks, um, SJ Sharks, Teal Together, all the normal hashtags. You just don't have to put the pound sign in. Uh, it'll pick it all up. So The Fin Factor. The Fin Factor. I should put that in there. Come on, man. <laughs> I did not. Um, you didn't put the... killing me. <laughs> anyway, we are the Sharks feed. There's not another one. And there's, I think, about 20 people that like it so far. So if you'd like an invite and we have one available to you, you go ahead and email us at thefinfactor@gmail.com. Maybe just something in the, the subject line that says uh, blue sky request or something like that. And uh, we'll see that and we will get back to you if we have it available. <laughs> Good? Good. Great. Uh, we're going to move on to our uh, discussion a little bit here. We just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of a preview. We know we've been talking about the new set forever, and uh, we actually are working on it. When I say working on it, I don't mean conceptualizing anymore. I mean, Aaron has literally put uh, screws uh, into wood and things of that nature. So we are actively building the set. I say we haven't, I haven't lifted a finger. Uh, they've been doing everything. So um, uh, it's it's coming along. And um, Aaron, did you want to start? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Go ahead and start uh, talking about this one here. Sure. Um, actually, me and super producer Jason, our dad, has uh, he got a new fence in his backyard and they have a big backyard. So he took all these fence boards, the old fence boards and planed them down. And so we have these nice redwood look uh, redwood boards that are all cut up and it's going to look good up on our backgrounds. We have some uh, some of those the white plastic kind of shapes. In fact, it's like 
that's where we got the inspiration for our virtual backgrounds that we're using right now. It's kind of the same shape. And um, yeah, we're putting this together. Um, I should say he's putting it together. So shout out to Todd Scholl, our, our um, set design maker. I don't know what you call him, what you title him. Um, me and Jason had a lot of input and bought, went through and got a bunch of the materials. So it's going to come together. And hopefully in the coming weeks, we will be in studio for new backgrounds. <laughs> Sorry, Noah Claxton. It's a great comment. The year is 2030. We are still working on the new set. It's coming along. <laughs> Narrator. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. It's true. Well it's been a done. long time coming. Believe me. So I can hear the Home Depot music from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's oh, there's been a few Home Depot trips. It's it's a long process, but it's gonna look great. It's gonna feel great, and I'm very excited to be off of this virtual void. We're, we're gonna do a show, and, and it's just gonna the background's just gonna fall. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah throw, no, throw back to the set uh, yeah. days and playoffs, live streams, and recaps. Those are the best. Yeah, the crotch shots. You guys remember the crotch shots? Uh oh, we got something in there that shouldn't be in there in chat. Um, what is going oh, on? We got hit We're... with spam. That's a first. That means we made it. We got hit with spam. Yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> Liability insurance. Now there you go. Yep. Because if that thing falls on my head, gonna have problems, man. Okay. <laughs> The good looking one you can't you can't hurt this okay right uh, <laughs> we're all about the process here at the fin factor yes whether it's our hockey team uh going through the process of getting better o- over years or our set being built over years we are all about the process here at the fin factor oh my god in any case um yeah so there you go uh new set stuff talked about that uh, awesome. Now, the only two things really left to talk about are not shark related, but they are. Well, well one of them actually is kind of shark related, um, but it is hockey related. So um, and then, of course, our good friend Noah Gregor here, uh, possibly signing with Toronto. Uh, Aaron, why don't you go ahead? He's currently on a tryout, a professional tryout. Um, I don't think he's made the team yet, but it looks like he might be because they kind of made some moves, I think, to make space for him. So. I bet it's coming tomorrow and I'm sure everyone's going to start tagging Paul in the comments about how he's how they're very excited for Noah Gregor. So should we do this again? Uh, if, oh, if Noah Gregor signs with Toronto, do you think he scores more than 10 goals? Are you asking me right now or are you asking the chat? Both. Both over under on 10 goals for no Gregor, uh, Gregor assuming he signs with you already know <laughs> I'm telling you I wish you could put your jersey on and tell especially, me what especially Aaron especially on a team like Toronto where he's not going to get much playing time on a team like the Sharks throw him out there on the first line because somebody had an injury and we'll just play him anywhere in the lineup there is no chance okay no chance for this guy to get the amount of playing time uh, on Toronto's roster that he would have got on San Jose's roster. So I don't, I don't see it. I think some of you are trolling me. LM says 25 goal season incoming. Uh, Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So y'all think I hate Noah Gregor. Y'all wrong. Okay. I'm just a realist. If he gets to 25 goals with Toronto, I'd be more than happy for the guy because then maybe he'll get paid, which would be great. All right. And for the amount that I've knocked the guy and spoken the truth about him, 
uh, for him to hit 25 would be uh, quite the milestone, and I'd be very happy for the guy. So there you go. However, Peter St. John, a little bit more realistic, says, I do. No, we'll get 10. There you go. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Maybe a change of scenery will help him out. Maybe different line mates will help him out. Maybe different coaching will help him out. Who knows? But it's not like he's going to get a chance to play alongside a guy like Austin Matthews, and he's going to pick up a whole ton of points, right? I, I don't see that happening. So um, if we're realistically asking if he's uh, going to – what the over-under is on the whole 10 goals, I'm still taking the under. Um, and I just I, – I don't know. I just don't see it uh, – I don't see it panning out for him to be a 10-goal scorer on a team with that much talent that's going to play their top guys way more than a guy like Noah Gregor. There you go. All right, let's put it this way. The Sharks play Toronto twice. Oh. <laughs> Does Noah score against the Sharks in either game? <sighs> that is a great question. That – see – a goal against the Sharks in only the two games that they get to play is far more likely than 10 goals across the 82 games of the season, I think. He'll be motivated. He did get 10 last year, right? He got exactly 10, yes. <laughs> exactly 10. Hey, laugh all you want, but I've been dead on about <laughs> Noah Gregor, except for so, one goal. One so goal. We setting, we're going to set the over-under at 9 again, so it's either 10 or less? Well, no, it'd be 9.5. 9. 9.5. There you go. There you go. 9.5. Uh, ben and Gunsry says 10 goals for Gregor and Paul's getting Gregor's Leaf jersey. <laughs> I'm not buying it this time. So you guys said, no buy one's it, buying it, but I got news for you. Yeah. Unless Ben's buying it. <laughs> Nobody's buying it. Toronto, Noah Gregor jersey. This isn't the <laughs> Gregor factor. If Gregor no. gets more than 10, Paul has to start a digital petition to bring Gregor back to San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. While yeah, wearing his jersey, nope. he has to... He has to record himself on video saying to bring that Noah never should have left. He never should have left. See, 25 goals scoring Noah Gregor, according to one of you goofballs. Uh, Noah was pretty bitter at the season-ending remarks, it seemed to me. So, yeah, he will definitely be motivated. Yeah, see, I, I can see that. I can see him being motivated uh, when yeah. playing against the Sharks. Again, it's only two games, so I don't know if that's enough time for him to be able to come out and score a goal against the team that maybe he's a little bit bitter about. But um, now I think it's more likely he gets one against the Sharks than 10 against the league. Now I'm going to look for when when is that game? And I want to circle it on our calendar. Oh, man, it's going to be in the second half of the season. So the first game at home. January 6th, Saturday game. Okay, you bet I'll be at that game. All right. And then the next game. It's got to be in Toronto, and I'm trying to find it. I think I missed it. Um, yeah, I missed it. Boo. <laughs> trying to find it real quick here, and I can't find it. Um, so if anyone knows it, shout it out in the... Get on with it! Who cares? They're going to play them again later on. doesn't matter. So they'll be playing a game at home and a game in Toronto. So whoop de doo Okay. Uh, he's not going to score on either one of them, by the way. Anyway. Uh, moving on to also not shark news, but NHL news. Um, Mike Babcock, you want to talk about this one? And I agree with you wholeheartedly on this one, but you go ahead. Fire. Sure. Mike Babcock. This is a little kind of old news, but I just wanted to talk about it. Like, so he was, he was hired and fired in Columbus before he even played a game. In fact, I can't even remember. If he made it to training camp. I think training camp had just started this whole thing. If you don't know the history of Mike Babcock, I'm not going to get into it, but, he was 
kind of blackballed from the league because of some shady stuff that he was doing in Toronto when he was the coach. He ended up getting fired and banned from coaching. And a number of years go by. And I bring this up basically because there was a lot of Sharks fans that wanted Mike Babcock hired here in San Jose. And instead they got uh, Quinn. So um, this is kind of I told you so it would have been a terrible idea because it would have been a terrible idea. And uh, it took what? It was Paul Bissonette, of all people, who's the one that kind of broke the news. And on his podcast, he talked about how he was getting reports from players in Toronto um, about what was going on. And the the gist of it was that Mike Babcock, Babcock I can never say his name, um, <laughs> Mike Babcock would ask for a player's phone and cast it to the screen and just go through his pictures, which is very, very breach of trust there. So um, it was it became a big thing when Paul Bissonnette talked about it. Everyone was like, whoa, whoa, he's doing what? And then uh, Boone Jenner, the captain of the team, now looks terrible for doing this. He came out in defense of Mike Babcock and said, it's a misunderstanding. Uh, we sat down with individual meetings and asked if you could see pictures of my family. And I showed him, which I believe him. But I'm sure he didn't talk to the rest of his team to see if it was true because the NHL was it the NHL PA and the NHL investigated. And the following day, he resigned. Now, come on. Like, now everyone looks bad. Columbus looks bad for hiring him in the first place. Uh, he had to get what cleared by Bettman. So he had a meeting with Bettman before getting hired and, and going through the process so that he could be cleared and allowed back into the NHL. Goes through that whole rigmarole. Then you have Boone Jenner, who stands up for him and now looks terrible because. What kind of captain didn't verify with his teammates that, you know, this stuff was happening and that it was inappropriate and never should have happened. So Columbus looks terrible in all this. The NHL looks terrible in all this. Boone Jenner looks terrible in all this. It, it never should have happened. Mike Babcock is now probably never going to coach again at any level. And that's the way it should have been, in my opinion. Anything to add? Uh, only that I'll reiterate what I said before we started the segment was that I just wholeheartedly agree. Um, again, not going to get into everything with Mike Babcock, but there's no reason for him to be, uh, back in the league. And I'm glad that he's not. So, uh, I know some people were, uh, and I think Noah was, Noah was joking. He says Babcock would have been the perfect fit here if our goal was to burn the franchise down. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, for, for me, I'm just I'm, I'm glad that um, the right thing was done here, that um, just because he's been a coach uh, and, and a winning coach, you know, in, in the NHL um, for, you know, years prior, uh, you, you've got to draw the line somewhere. And when someone's not acting right, we'll just say I'll leave it at that. Um, I, I like that he's kind of been. Uh, uh, excommunicated uh, from at least from Columbus, hopefully from the league uh, going forward. And there's, we're not going to hear any more about this guy. I'm I, I just not a good person in my opinion. So uh, yep. anyway, uh, that's the last really thing to talk about with, with him, but Aaron Columbus, again, you said looking pretty bad. Um, they're, they're captain. Um, you know, again, like you said, not even checking with any of the guys, what kind of captain does that? He looks really bad too. Um, and they're going to have a new coach that's 
not the guy they were expecting, right? So they're going to have to uh, probably, you know, work on some new systems or something like that as the season goes on. So they'll probably be in shambles. Uh, and I'll say this, they'll still have more than 68 points. Okay. They still have more than 68 points. So I don't know. You say the Sharks will? Huh? The Sharks will? No. (laughs) The Columbus. We just stunk. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. He probably can't even be an analyst anymore. Uh, Kellen, I hope, I hope I just don't even see him anymore or hear from him anymore. I'm tired of, of hearing that name. When, when bad people come around, you just you get rid of them. Just be done, please. Okay. I, it's an, enough with this guy. Enough. So regardless, thankfully we're done with all of that. And, uh, Oh, super producer Jason on top of things. Uh, he wants to let you guys know, as I've let you know earlier that, uh, once again, it's been a long time, but there was really nothing to, to bother you guys about. We're bothering you now. So, uh, it would be great for you guys to go ahead, hit that subscribe button because, uh, as we said, we don't like to, to you know bother you with with meaningless content. We're only going to let you know when we'll have something good to talk about. Here we are. So uh, if you'd like to do that, that would be excellent. Hit that like button. It does help the algorithm a little bit. And if you want to help support the show, you can do that a number of ways. Uh, first and foremost, right down at the bottom there, it says visit our website, thefinfactor.com. If you check out the products that we have, um, it does help support the show. Uh, it helps us continue to build our set. I promise we don't need the money for that anymore. We've got it figured out, but it certainly does help. Absolutely. Uh, so if you guys check out those things there, we've got, you know, the water bottles, the sweatshirts, the the shirts. Uh, somebody had said polo that was on that they picked up as well. I can't remember who it was uh, that said that. But uh, thank you so much for supporting the show that way. You can also do it as producers on top of things. Uh, tip us on Venmo at the fin factor. If you'd like to leave a comment there, we can read it uh, during the show or during the next show as this is the end. Uh, and uh, you can also do that through these super chat functions. Same exact thing. Uh, you leave a comment. We'll go ahead and call it out. And uh, sometimes you guys have some pretty uh, fun topics to talk about. So, uh, you know, when it's not talking about Justin Braun, uh, but, uh, otherwise, yeah, it's, we, we appreciate the comments and everything. And even if you're not supporting the show monetarily and you guys are just in the chat, we certainly do appreciate that as well. It's a lot of fun having you guys, uh, you know, fact check us sometimes. Uh, you guys are pretty funny in there too. So we do appreciate that. Again, the whole premise behind this show is, you know, it's just supposed to be us sitting around talking with some friends. And certainly we've had enough of you guys in the chat uh, for, for several years now. We, we do feel like a lot of you guys are our friends. So we do appreciate the banter back and forth. Uh, so once again, thank you for that. Aaron, did I miss anything? No, one last comment here. Any regrets or regrets on getting rid of <laughs> Vander Kane? First no, of all, Ian, no is that a throwback? Is that a throwback to that Snickers commercial? No, I think uh, it, where they tattooed no regrets. There's a movie where he has no regrets. Oh, uh, there's a movie. Okay, okay, never mind. No there, regrets there's a uh, tattooed. Yeah. There, yeah, there's anyway. a there's a commercial where somebody had it uh, tattooed on it. Is a no regrets, and it was a Snickers. I'll, I'll answer this real quick. No. There's no regrets. And I will say as much as I can say that we had some confirmation from the inside that there's no regrets on what happens with the sharks getting rid of them. So that's all. I'll just leave it at that. I can't remember the confirmation. I will talk to you after the show is over, sure. but uh, I'm, I'm, f- I'm fairly certain that that's not something Aaron's making up or anything. I, I do recall that. I just don't remember who it was mm. regardless. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think um, any regrets. 
on moving on from Vander Kane. I think regardless, I mean, again, like, like with Matt, Mike Babcock, right. He's, I'm sure he's a great coach, but there's just certain things that just don't gel with the world. Um, and so you, you know, those types of guys, you don't need in the locker room. You don't need in, in Babcock's case, heading up the team, right. You, you don't, you don't need that. Um, and sometimes getting rid of that person, even if they're very good at their job is the best thing for the group, for the team. Um, so if there's any regret, it might be bringing him on in the first place so that we even had that situation. But regardless, um, again, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty on that one. But no, I would say uh, no regrets on, on that one. So there you go. Uh, Aaron, any last thing here? Or is it just that one That's comment it. you wanted to That was it. It just popped in there, and I was like, I wanted to answer it. Very good. Okay, for uh, well, one last time, guys. Again, thank you so much for all your comments. You guys make this show a lot of fun. Um, Aaron and I, I mean, it looks like we're here doing the show for you, but really it's you guys in the chat and we're just having fun with you guys. So, uh, (laughs) thanks for, for putting on a good show today, chat way to go. Uh, and speaking of putting on a great show, super producer, Jason, uh, give him, uh, give him some thumbs up or some fire or something like that in the chat. This guy's doing it all. Uh, he's certainly working hard. We appreciate the smoothness with which this show, uh, was put on. There was only the one little blip where I was waiting for you to say it, to put something in there that we just stunk or whatever it was. And uh, that was it. So, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, oh, I got switched. There it, <laughs> there it is. He meant to do that one. Yeah, I figured. Anyway, uh, yeah, always on top, on top of things, always on point. Uh, certainly do appreciate you, bud. Uh, so I guess that will do it. So for Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. We just stunk. We stunk on the power play. We stunk on the penalty kill. We stunk five on five. Our forward stunk. Our defenseman stunk. We just stunk. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.